0: Hi, storytellers. Welcome to Truth, Lies, and Coffee with Kara Noel and Robin McClure.
1: Hey, everyone. I'm Robin. We're here to talk to you today about the elements of a story. We have some hot buttered toffee, coffee. Say that three times fast. (laughs) And we wanted to chat also about plot in the second part of this story. Yes.
0: Episode. Yeah. Episode. It's like a story. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well,
1: the elements of the story that we will be discussing over the next several weeks are plot, characters, setting, conflict, world building, point of view and theme we want to give a brief overview of what each of those are
0: and then we'll dive into plot yes um so first of all you have the plot and that is what happens in your story basically um characters are who the story is about and setting is where the story takes place so you don't just have your characters in a white room and conflict is the internal or external struggles
1: your character must overcome. This is ultimately what keeps your readers
0: engaged. And the world building corresponds with the setting, and it often goes a little deeper, especially in sci-fi and fantasy worlds where your magic or tech become important, and it has like includes elements of culture, religion, race, language, etc.
1: then the point of view is the lens through which the story is told, whether it's past tense, present tense, first, second, or third person, or whether there's an omniscient narrator.
0: And then you have the theme, and that's what you as the author are trying to convey to your reader. These are the universal ideas that transcend time and genres, and it's the thread that kind of weaves through your story. Absolutely. Now, if you Google elements of a story, you will come up
1: with people talking about anywhere from 5 to 11.
0: So, Mm -hmm. Karen and I settled on the ones that we most agreed upon. Yes, yes. It's definitely the ones that pop for both of us that we just focus on most. So, we're going to start by just going with a quick overview of the plot
1: yeah, we're going to talk really quickly about plot, and there are five main elements that every plot needs to have. Last week, we talked about plotting versus pantsing, and that's not what this is. Right. In any story you read, you will find these five main elements.
0: Yeah, because if I can make it a little side note, it's like when we, neither one of us, plotted And then we would go over the three-act structure and see that our stories basically fell into it. Right. And if you read enough, which if you are a writer, you should be reading.
1: Yes. Then you will almost intuitively include these. So the first is your routine, the comfort zone. What the character's life is like before the story starts. We wanted to discuss... The Night Circus. The Night Circus. Thank you. <laughs> I just had a
0: mind blank there. <laughs> I saw it on your face. You're like, wait a
1: minute. Which one did we go with? <laughs> we wanted to discuss the Night Circus. And in the Night Circus, Prospero is a magi- an entertainer. He's a magician and he performs on stage. When he's landed with his daughter, Celia, that is the routine he continues. He goes from theater to theater and show to show and drags her along with him in the in between he teaches her magic and they don't really get along that's mm-hmm. celia's life is normal lots of tension with her father and going from place to place
0: that is a very good way to put it
1: yes it's very sad <laughs> it is very sad but i do think it's interesting we were discussing this a little bit a moment ago that is her normal and once the circus starts up that continues to almost be her normal. She goes from place to
0: place performing. Right. Yeah. Which is so interesting when you brought that up. I'm like, oh, yeah. That is, it's just ends up being her whole life throughout the whole thing. Right. I don't think she really has anything to
1: hold on to before the circus. So that mm-hmm. might be why she bonds so well with it.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. It's just what she's comfortable with and understands and and then you come to the inciting incident. And then this is the event that changes the course of the main character's life. So it doesn't have to be huge, like a huge event. Um, I always thought it needed to be like a very drastic change. But it could just be something that's really small to take your... Character out of the status quo, but again, going with the night circus for example, when Prospero and Alexander make a bet with using Celia and Marco and binding them into the competition um, would be their inciting incident.
1: Yes, and you made a good point the other day while we were discussing this because Marco hasn't been chosen yet. Mm-hmm. So you were you were initially thinking maybe there was a separate inciting incident for marco Mm. but really this is when his story starts too if it weren't for this binding yeah alexander wouldn't have adopted him or even been looking for somebody to adopt yeah he wouldn't have started studying magic and he wouldn't have ended up in this course of his life
0: yeah i thought that was a really good idea because i when you said that because i'm like yeah i Wait, when does his start? (laughs) But then, yeah, it would be because, first of all, like, yes, he is one of the main characters, but it is ultimately Celia who is the main protagonist, too. So with her being the main protagonist, it's really her inciting incident. Yeah, I agree.
1: The third aspect of plot that every story has is rising action. So, these are the events that shape and challenge the characters. In the night circus, these are, you see these as both characters grow in their magical abilities and interact with the people who are raising them.
0: Mm.
1: Alexander is very separate from Marco, he doesn't really take an interest in him. (laughs) And then the circus starts. Marco has already become part of the people who are selecting people for the circus. He just has a quiet job. but Celia's front and center. So that affects their jobs within the circus as well. Yeah. Then they fall in love. Ilabe- Isabel both stop, starts, and stops meddling. Oh, and then Celia starts losing control and people start dying.
0: So you can see like it starts slow and it gets... The stakes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the stakes get higher. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I was thinking that when you were going over the different parts of the rising action, and I was thinking that when you got to end then people start dying. I was like, oh, it just got real. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. And it, it the conflict continues to there continues to be conflict, which is what makes people continue reading. Absolutely. From there you get to the climax which is the whole point that you're getting to the highest point of tension which resolves the main conflict so for example when the circus ends up crumbling because Isabel has quit meddling and it ends up destroying the circus and like makes it freeze in time and then Bailey has to come in shows up and yeah
1: you have just that Powerful moment where you have all of the people who are part of the circus in the acrobat tent frozen and half falling and just in a state of nothing. Mm. And then you have Bailey running in, and I don't know how to say her name out loud. I always just
0: say it in my head. <laughs> so, Kiko? Oh yeah, that I. Sounds right, but I'm the same way. I'm so nervous about saying it because I'm like, I don't want to ruin someone's this character's name. And
1: she, like, so there's that moment where Celia and Marco have made their choice. Mm-hmm. And now it's up to Bailey to decide whether he's going to save the circus or let it crumble.
0: Yeah, that's true. It is just all falls on his shoulders. And yeah. And then the
1: last, the fifth element of plot is the resolution. It's where everything is wrapped up and we see how life has changed. It's the new normal,
0: if you will. <laughs> We're familiar with that. <laughs> Are we? <laughs> Whoops.
1: <laughs> so in the night circus, what changes is Bailey becomes the new manager of the circus. Widget is responsible for going to Alexander and asking him to declare the contest a tie, essentially, mm. and let it go so that Celia and Marco can live in peace together. And Poppet goes to Shandrash, and she takes over managing him. And Celia and Marco are part of the circus, half in it and half out of it.
0: <laughs> just Which I wonder if I should bring this up, (laughs) how I actually was okay with the ending and how you and our other mutual friend were both not okay with the ending. I love that they are together. Mm -hmm. I
1: love that they are still a part of the circus. I hate that they cannot
0: interact
1: with everything.
0: <laughs> it just bums me out. <laughs> that's that's true. I mean, I wish that they could have had a better a better ending where they could be in solid form. (laughs) I do. Yeah, I think I was okay with, I think, my expectations of what could have happened and then just being like, oh, that's not so bad. I think I'm just like, I guess I just don't set the bar real high for things. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, well, that's better than what it could have been, I guess. (laughs) That's true.
1: It all could have gone up in flames. I'm glad the circus goes on.
0: So let's talk
1: really quick about how we can, how as a writer, you can make this happen, how each stage. So in the early stages, when you're just starting the story, one of the ways to create that normal everyday vibe is to start with their, with just with their normal life. Mm -hmm. So if you have a teenager, maybe it's, if it's during the school year, maybe they're just in class or in the hallway talking to friends.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And if it's summer, maybe they're at the beach or the pool or
0: I don't know what teenagers do anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a bit. (laughs) Just establishing that stark contrast to what the rest of the story is going to look like. Right. Normal day at their job, a normal day at home. Boring stuff that we would want to just happen and not. Right, nothing exciting yet. (laughs) Yes.
1: And then the inciting incident, like Kara said earlier, can be anything, really. But you mentioned this the other day, and it's very important. It has to be something that happens to the character.
0: Right. Yeah, because I've been hearing, like, they, which we'll go into more depth with that with character later. But, yeah, it's just it has to happen to them later. You want them to have agency. But this has to drag them out of that
1: Can you think of any examples so if we have um, a person who's at his or her normal job and then what could be an inciting incident
0: okay. getting fired right that that would be a good one yeah yeah because that they no longer have that status quo especially if they were really loved their job or something. It's just a very stark, but like it could just be a small thing like, or a good thing that maybe they hated their job and they got fired and. Absolutely. Maybe they've been dreading going to work every day for the last
1: six years. Now they're fired. (laughs) One thing, even if that is your inciting incident to keep in mind, a lot of times for men, their job is very much a part of who they are. Mm -hmm. Even if they hate their job, it's still going to affect them. And that is something that you'll have to keep in mind as you go through the rest of the story.
0: That's true. Yeah, definitely. And I think that we'll touch on more with character, but yeah, it definitely will determine what the conflict is later on to kind of avoid, like you were saying, like with the rising action, how it's more like you don't want the saggy middle yes we should talk about that next yeah. keep going <laughs> yeah <laughs> but if you have the conflict there to just and not just nonsensical conflict or just conflict for the sake of conflict just that makes sense for your character
1: right i mean in going with our current theme aren't mm-hmm current example <laughs> i suppose somebody gets fired well they need to do something for money right the rising action could start out as being trying to figure out what they're going to do next or mm-hmm. going back to school or maybe if their maybe their spouse or girlfriend leaves them because now they don't have this big prestigious job anymore right yeah or maybe they just really like whatever their job is if they're like a bartender maybe that Mm -hmm. whatever it is maybe that person's like nope i'm done (laughs) see ya right what are some other examples of rising action because this part is very important because this is the bulk of your story Mm -hmm. so you need to have tension and conflict and as authors we talk often about the saggy middle Mm -hmm. just like you were saying a moment ago it's very easy to get stuck and not be working toward the climax.
0: Yeah. Focusing on your character, I think is probably the best way to do it. That's what I've found recently with my one that I'm struggling with the plotting is it, it makes it a little bit easier to think about the middle part, which is where I was struggling with that part of the plotting. And, um, just focusing on the character and what she should do or what should be happening what she should be working toward just based on her wants and needs
1: absolutely and we do talk about char- we will be talking about characters in next week's episode mm-hmm. but we don't necessarily talk about how they influence the plot right
0: Right, so it's important
1: to talk about that here. That's
0: true. I was trying to think. I am like, I don't want to go too in depth with that, (laughs) but you are right. It's. I was like, I I feel like that's the part that entwines with the plot, and that's why, like the later on, of course, we'll go over more in depth. The internal and external um, is all all affected. So the external is the plot. So that's definitely um, the internal and external conflict, (laughs) Um, and the external is the plot. Absolutely. Moving on
1: to climax, the climax has to fit your story. If you are telling a modern story about somebody who loses his job and creates a new life for himself, the climax can't be, I'm trying to think of something outrageous, (laughs) (laughs) that he battles a dragon and (laughs) becomes the next king of the land that doesn't make sense with the story
0: you've created (laughs) right it comes out of left field i actually i don't know if you want an example that of something that i just watched it's based on a book and i kind of decided to give the book a pass based on that (laughs) i don't know if i want to mention it because it just it's just out on netflix so i don't know if people still want to watch it and so i don't want to spoil anything but this character came out of left field where I was like, there was no foreshadowing that showed me that this could potentially be the climax. Like, you should be, yeah, you should be able to rewatch a movie or reread a book and see the foreshadowing to get mm-hmm. to that point.
1: Absolutely. You should be able to see the events that led up
0: to it. Mm-hmm.
1: So, your character running for president and winning. That is totally a thing that you could do. (laughs) Or, you know, whatever country you're in.
0: like (laughs) Right? Depending.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right.
0: (laughs) Wherever you are,
1: like, whatever. But it does have to make sense with the rest of your novel. So if that is what happens, then at some point he needs to feel strongly politically about things. And that needs to be part of your
0: rising action. Absolutely. It all has to be stepping stones to that.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And then in the resolution, obviously, you want to go back to that normal mm-hmm. and show what's new about it. And just see how the characters have changed and what how it's wrapped up. and How they've adjusted and what new things are going on in their lives. And it could
0: be satisfying or it could be kind of bittersweet or it could be disappointing. <laughs> Not like disappointing as in it wasn't well written, but <laughs> like disappointing as in there's like a sense of like disillusionment or something
1: right like if you if your character gets back together with the horrible person who dumped him because she didn't like his job Mm -hmm. well that's a little disappointing the character might have their own reasons Mm -hmm. but we might not agree with them and that's okay yeah characters do have agency as we'll
0: talk about next week (laughs) definitely (laughs) do you have anything else to add kara um, I don't think so. I think that I think that pretty much covers covers it. I mean just the the outline of what a plot entails and
1: a lot of times as you're editing, that's when you'll really go into fixing the the saggy middle <laughs> and if you're having trouble with it, that's when you can go to resources like Save the Cat or. There's another one I really like that I can never remember the name of. I know you said it to me and I can't remember it now either. I'll have to include, I'll include it as a link. That way you can check it out on your own because it is a good resource and everybody will bond differently with somebody who (laughs) shares in a different way. Yeah. But those are good resources so that you can figure out ways to tighten your plot and to make it stronger if you're struggling or before you dive into it. depending on what you prefer
0: right (laughs) heralding back to the episode one (laughs) yes all right so you think that's that's all for this episode that's all folks (laughs) (laughs) so that wraps it up um what do you guys think do you want to add to the discussion what do you think about the plot and our overview of it or if you just want to chat we'd like to hear from you So we're at truthliesandcoffee at gmail.com Or you could follow us on our individual Instagram accounts if you'd like Thanks storytellers Let us
1: know if you agree with us on the elements of a story that we shared And please talk to us about any tips you have for building a plot or making it
0: your own We'd love to hear from you So we'll talk to you next week Bye